You took Beckett to work yesterday? <laughs> yes. How did that go? <laughs> it went okay. It um it was um it's Friday, so we have we do our first round of prints for the print issue. Okay. And I have to check and we also have a big editor meeting and we also um have a new editor coming in on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um which is probably when this drops. Um Yes. So felt that, you know, pretty important to come in. And um Beckett's been on uh winter vacation and Kristen had to go work. So um I've had them I've been working from home Thursday and Friday. And um so but I dropped in the office and we brought some toys and we played and mm-hmm. well I looked over proofs and it's probably the longest anyone's have ever had to wait for proofs because it was like daddy play with me and I'm like I can't <laughs> but all my coworkers were charmed <laughs> um it was wonderful and um yeah it was uh um but he was very tired and cranky when I was when all was said and done because it was way past his nap time oh yeah yeah so the rest of the evening was not was not pleasant. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I was I he I seriously he could charm the pants off of any anyone who meets him. So it's I mean it's uh, the the time to do it right. I mean yeah. when you're that small, it's, yeah. uh, you can you can get away with a lot. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, he once asked me. Um, so I use the word jamoke a lot, uh-huh. like because um, that's how I knew like Ashley and Amy and me were gonna be friends because they used the word jamoke. Because <laughs> <laughs> I too use the word jamoke a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a cuss word or anything. Right. It's, it's a perfectly good word. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving in traffic one day. And he's in the back, and like I'm just kind of said oh, this jamoke is driving like crazy he's like what's a jamoke daddy and <laughs> <laughs> just was like don't use that word <laughs> just because if like his teacher hears it uh-huh. like i'm afraid she'll think it's like inappropriate well and it's not it's no it's not it's it seems like a perfectly acceptable uh swear substitution actually well you can't say the word poop in class. Seriously? Yeah. Like, he, he gets in trouble for... What kind of fascist preschool do you send your son to? Um, one of the best in the city. Thank you very much. I, I'm i just, like, if you can't say poop, what kind of existence is that? Because poop leads to shit. And shit leads to fuck. <laughs> it's, a it's, a, it's a It's a, it's a gateway, gateway swear. <laughs> wow. That was a... That was a quick slope. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, here, here I was thinking, you know, yeah, I, I'm sure and, that they that they hear worse. Poop seems pretty benign. Well, I think it's the fact how the word poop was used. It was used to describe. I think it was used to describe a friend, as opposed the, oh, to oh, like something a poop that, head. Yes, as opposed to something that you do. So you're you're saying that um, that the intent 
is different. I think I think the way that he was using it was considered inappropriate at the time. So he doesn't do it anymore. He doesn't get in trouble. I mean, but but, but where does it stop then? You call somebody a duty head. It would be the same thing. Well, yeah, and I think he would get in trouble for calling anyone a name. I but see. Poop was like, really? Like, it is four letters. Yeah. So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I would have let that one slide. I, I mean, but that's one of the many, many reasons I don't work at a preschool. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like poops, like nothing. But. Yeah, this is true. I, I have. Um, I have a hard enough time controlling um, my uh, my swearing, yeah. so I probably would not. I'd be I'd be calling kids a bunch of little fuckheads, you know, by nap time. So yeah, that's why you don't work in a preschool. This that's is, why you do. Is, which, yeah. That's why you're you're a Phoenix's podcasting champ. Uh, okay, so let's do this episode. I, I have to say... Well, we haven't introduced ourselves yet oh, for this shit. show. Yeah. Damn. So this uh, is what the this fuck, is how we get. This is how we start off 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome to What the Fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And this is the podcast. Um, <laughs> in case you weren't aware. Yeah. Uh, Usually one of us reminding us that we're doing a podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, we just turn the mics on and go. It's yeah. not like, I don't know. I think that's what keeps the people coming back. <laughs> just how, you know, off the cuff and, and delightfully uh, unprofessional we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm unprofessional you are. I'm just along for the ride. Oh, hey. This is your equipment. <laughs> well, the equipment's professional. Um, <laughs> the hosts are not. <laughs> Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, at LTD underscore engagement on Twitter. At Jason E Kyle K E I L and on the Twitter as well. Yeah. Uh, also at PhoenixNewTimes dot com. Mm. Click it because I'm you know I have a title. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oy, um. Oh yeah. yeah so well, anyway, this this episode. Um, well, let's talk about. Before we do that, mm-hmm. like, how did your New Year go? You know, I, I had a nice New Year's, actually. Yeah. You know, so I um, I decided to go out yeah. uh, and, and meet up with some, some friends. Um, Thanks and, for the invite, jerk face. Well, no, continue, continue <laughs> your story. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. I this, mean, I wouldn't have been able to be a rough anyway. episode. No, no, I'm... I'm really okay. Continue. Uh, anyway, um, but so it's actually, believe it or not, uh, I, it's the first time as an adult that I've been out on New Year's. Oh. Yeah. It's, New Year's is not, it's one of those where I'm like, I want to avoid the crowds kind of, and, you know, and uh, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a party person and all that kind of thing. So I, I just don't see the point, really. Yeah. Did you party? Um, I drank. Yeah. I mean, I partied. I got as down as you can imagine me getting. Um, yeah. It was. I mean, I I, I had a good time. I, it was it was relatively low key. It's my my friends Jake and Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, who you met at? Um, who I've met many times now. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, and anyhow, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, an enjoyable evening with friends. 
uh, during which many beers were imbibed. Were there, was this like, because Jake is, works for Piper, mm-hmm. like, was it just like a bunch of writers? Uh, so it was attached actually uh, to a writing group that meets on Tuesday nights anyway. Okay. Um, so it started there at Carly's and that's where I met up with them and uh, some other people joined and we kind of took it from there. So you went to Roro? Um, yeah. New Year's Eve when I you were having took, that flannel ball? Right. It was across the street from the flannel ball, which is 25 bucks, really? <laughs> I mean, that seems... Whatever. I Well... I, I can't really knock it because we, the New Times sponsored it, and mm-hmm. I actually had the opportunity to go for free. But they told us, like, literally Thursday when it was too late to get, like, a sitter. Sure, yeah. Like, like but, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the 25 bucks just cuts into drinking money. So it's, it, like, I'm going to not do that. Well, I mean, but you went to Carly's, and was Carly's packed? Carly's was uh, Carly's was pretty packed, and then we ended up going to uh, Gracie's Tax, whatever Tax Bar. And you'd never been there before. I'd never been there. Yeah, and that oh was God, that dude. was crazy packed. Um, That's like the best bar. In, well, it's the best jukebox in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, I've, 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 and I'd never been. I'd like to go on a more relaxed evening. I think because oh. it was a little, it was a little much for me. We'll make that happen. It's. Cheap food, cheap beer, and um, Grace Perry, who owns the oh, who owns it, mm-hmm. um, is a wonderful and delightful person. Who I think maybe you should have on the show and uh, your other show on the other show. Oh, yeah, you don't want her to replace you as co-host. Well, <laughs> when you if if and when you have her on your other show, you'll uh-huh. be like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I would ever ever do that she's a wonderful person though and just a good hard person so and she cares a lot about the city and about people and i think um yeah i it's a really good place to hang out plus the jukebox is like amazing bring your bills gotcha it's not it ain't the touch tunes man nice and i think charlie levy Mm -hmm. um helps curate it oh cool okay there's you know, some things that she, you know, curates too. So it's, it's a dope little place. I love it. Sweet. Yeah. No, there was not getting anywhere near the jukebox that night. So yeah, yeah. it was, um, but yeah, I, I I would certainly go back. It was just a little, a little crazy, but yeah, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a, it was a nice, nice, uh, nice time. Ended end of the evening singing, uh, singing along to the stranger with, uh, <laughs> back at uh, Jake and Kelsey's place. So oh, that God was, jams. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, I loved that movie, but possibly the best part of seeing that movie with, with the friends we saw it with was, was, uh, you know, Amy and Ashley, like giving us a look when <laughs> Village like, starts playing. Why are you looking at us? <laughs> <laughs> And like I and like I knew immediately like mm-hmm. what like just what was the playing? piano was the air oh well it's it's yeah the yeah. piano and the whistling because and, yeah. what person with two ears and a heart does not know that song oh yeah um absolutely I mean, it took yeah. Amy actually like a few minutes to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> that was fun uh, that was that was probably it was a um, moment of levy in what was. Two hours and fifteen minutes of like a sheer heart attack. That was two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, 
That did not feel long to me. It was that long. Like I didn't know that like, movie just fucking cooked all the way through. There was uh, it just mm-hmm. it, it it started and just took off and yeah. was yeah. You so, just held on. The soundtrack, by the way, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're into like things that sound like Wendy Carlos doing the Tron score. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found I, I did not know about this movie that had they done well with the marketing, which apparently they have because mm-hmm. it's like made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Like Eric Bogosian is in this movie. I know. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking crazy. That was, that was awesome. Like he's, he, anytime the thing is anytime that he, he's in something, he's one of the best parts of it. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. is as he is in this part. You know, mm-hmm. He is. Well, actually it's funny because Sandler is like the best part of this movie, but, but Gozine is. is like yeah. a very, close second because he just he says so much yeah. with like that face of mm-hmm. his yeah like especially when they're in the seder and like he's just like yeah like just give him the look like, like yeah doesn't <sighs> have to say a damn thing yeah. he can he's performing with his face he's a great actor he is and a great monologist and yeah. He's, yeah he's a good dude and i think his son is a comic book artist hmm. i i found that when i realized that eric bogosian had twitter he does does he he does. I found this out. I'll, I'll have to follow that one. It doesn't do much. No. <laughs> he's right now. He's really just hyping the movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So, which I mean, I mean it, it's it's deserving of the hype. I think it's a it's, it's a a great film. Uh, Sandler's performance in it. Uh, it's it's. I'm not a huge Adam Sandler fan. I think he's capable of a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so now he's given me another favorite film that he's in because. Mm-hmm. Previously was Punch Drunk Love, and now there's this one. Where does Happy Gilmore rank on your? It does not rank. It does not rank. Would you say it ranks or something bad? I I don't think it's a terrible film. I you know I think some of his comedies, mm-hmm. uh, I I enjoyed as a kid anyway. Happy Gilmore, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, what's the what's the one Billy Madison, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess. But I, I've just I've never been a huge fan of his, you know, stupid Yeah. Happy Madison stuff. Well I I like his early stuff because it is like is insane and um surreal and juvenile as it is, it's at the heart something very sweet. Yeah. Like especially Billy Madison, not mm-hmm. Billy Madison, um, Happy Gilmore. Yes. Just because like he's like on this insane golf journey, cash well, shack uh, ripoff. Because Carl, he's trying Carl to- Weathers in that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and oh Carl Weathers, yes. Yep. And who's in who I just realized is also in The Mandalorian. He is, yeah. <laughs> and and also uh <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking like you killed Chubs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I don't know. I um. I think after Wedding Singer, something happened. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess I do kind of like Wedding Singer as well. Um. Like um, some of them are they're either hit or miss. Yeah. Like and um, I don't know, like Zohan's actually surprisingly decent yeah um i know i know but uh, 
I don't know. It's it, like I said, because it's probably colored by the fact that he can do something like Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems. And have you seen Meyerowitz stories? Uh, I haven't seen that one. Is that good? I would recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's right. a Bombach movie. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I like Noah Bombach. Yeah. And Ben Stiller's on. Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Greta. What's his wife's name? Greta Greg Gerwig. Gerwig. That's what it's. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Kristen saw Little Women and said that uh, Greg Gerwig did a wonderful job. I've, I've heard it's a great film. Uh, yeah. Actually, I've, I've heard it's uh, like the best adaptation of it and all of that. I, it's probably still not going to get me to go see it. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, I, I'm not going to say anymore. So. Okay. It's just, I know it's, oh, I shouldn't say anymore. I just know it's not for me, but sure. I'm not going to say anything. You know, well, no, like I said, again, I'm sure it's a great film. I yeah. just, it's not, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's not something that I'm interested in seeing. Um, no. Anyhow, yeah. yeah, let's get into this maybe episode. Like maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I'm sure. I, I mean, just even looking at who's in it, it's an How amazing cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got um, oh, what's her name? She was in Midsummer. Um, I can't think of her name now. Crap, but she's in it, and let me see. I want to see it a little bit more. Cool. Uh, yeah, I can't think of her name, but and I'm a uh, Emma, what's her name? Watson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And most of the cast of Lady Bird. Yeah. It's just Ronan and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl fucking Streep. Laura fucking Dern, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God, we should go see it. <laughs> we just tuck ourselves into going I, to I, see I, Little I, Women. I think we just tuck ourselves into going to see it. <laughs> And we could podcast. Here we are, the only two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's true. Um, all right, so let's let's get into the. My New episode. Year's was fine, by the way. Thanks. Oh shit, dude! I'm sorry. <laughs> what an ass! Oh man, I was that's... asleep by ten thirty, dude. Oh, were you? Okay. Yes. All right. I feel I terrible. On that's the... awful. <laughs> I'll sleep on the couch by ten thirty watching Shit's Creek. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to start watching that. Well, I or I guess restart watching it because I did watch. I started watching the first season of it, and I, I enjoyed what I saw. Mm. I, um, but I just didn't didn't keep up with it. Yeah, it's a. I think it's just the sweetest. It's it's a little crass, but it's also like one of the sweetest shows. I, you know, I, I thought the writing was smart. I like that Chris Elliott is doing something. Um, yeah. I like. I always like when Chris Elliott's doing something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what else? Um, yeah, I mean, the people in it are, are, are great. I, I've, I've, I've been a, a fan of Eugene Levy and, and Catherine O'Hara for a long time. Mm-hmm. You it's know, the eyebrows, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just. Yeah, it just made me realize, like. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> for New Year's, I typically, like I said, this was the first one. I, 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 I'm not usually a huge fan of it, but I was like, yeah, what the hell? What else am I doing? I so, was also like, it was also probably one of the busiest days of work I had because I went to the office, mm-hmm. interviewed a musician who we should talk about that later. Okay, and um, yeah, and then like worked some more at home, and then I was like, oh man, I'm just like tried to stay up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nope, this isn't happening. <laughs> so, yeah, 
Yay. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's an arbitrary thing anyway. You know, I think it has more significance the younger you are, for sure. So yeah. between the ages of 21 and 30, probably. Um, and, mm. you know, also, uh, I think it has some significance actually in, in years where you're not doing so great. So like, you know, I was ready to say, oh, well, there we go. That's probably that sound effect is about what I was willing to say in 2019. Um, and kind of welcome a new start. And yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was nice to put a pin in that and to, to start it out with, uh, with some good people. So, all right. Um, so we got some duds. Knows? Yes. Oh, so I am. <laughs> I liked this episode okay. I actually, um, having watched it again, I I like it. I didn't remember liking it much when I first saw it, but it's it's this one's growing on me quite a bit. It uh, yes, but so I I actually just let it keep playing after the end of this one and watched the next one too. Oh, and the next one is so much better. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to talking about the next one because it is um it, it's it's a delight. I was laughing my ass off through the entire thing, which is not something that I was doing during this one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's also hard to top Janet's. Well, so we were talking well, okay, we'll have to talk about this when we do the next episode then because I think that the next episode in terms of writing and performances mm-hmm it's it's up there yeah it's up there it's up there with the janets um so we'll we'll talk about that when we get to it but for now let's go ahead and uh yeah i'd be interested to see what you didn't get or what the you book think of dogs yeah which <laughs> the one thing they could have done that they did not do is they didn't do donkey duck they did not they did not bring donkey duck into the book of ducks yeah. Is I mean, does he count it? Yeah, I don't see any go karts. I guess he would. Being yeah. by monkeys wearing sunglasses and Hawaiian shirts. What? Don't. No, this is definitely some part of the good place. Just take a deep breath. Whoa, that smells like Typhoon Falls, my favorite water park when I was a kid. Mmm, chlorine. <laughs> Obviously, big surf. Yes. <laughs> and a thick cloud of teen hormones. When I was researching my fake neighborhood, I learned about this. The good place smells like whatever makes you happiest. Warm pretzels. Or, no, wait. It's the smell of absolute moral truth. Those two things have very similar smells. I smell bleak. So I like <laughs> that, That uh, what What do you say, moral certainty or moral cer- certitude? Yeah. And <laughs> warm pretzels. Smells like warm pretzels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, um, it's sort of like, so back when I worked in a movie theater when mm-hmm. I was a teenager, I'd see like all the watch all the movies as you wait for them to get out. We would watch help I practically memorized Al Pacino's thirty minute monologue at the end of Devil's Advocate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this part in the movie there's this part in the monologue towards the end, thank God. <laughs> um where Keanu Reeves says like, Wait, wait, what about love? <laughs> <laughs> To which Albertson goes, it's significant. It's equal to like eating large amounts of chocolate. <laughs> 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 
yeah, chuckled uh, and it made me think of that yeah so yeah which have you ever seen that movie lately i have not seen that movie probably since it came out yeah i don't think it it, it holds up it probably well i don't think it held up then necessarily either well it's like probably when al pacino was at his who highest it's definitely yeah. peak hoo-ha like peak yelling hoo-ha hoo-ha like yeah. Like Sentable woman. woman would yeah. be the start. Right. Because uh, then the, he won his Oscar for it. And then yeah. he's like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Yep. And then like in heat, he does his, cause you're all about that. Ass! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like devil's advocate, he gets like a half an hour to literally chew scenery. Cause yeah. he is playing Satan himself. Oh, spoiler alert guys. If you haven't seen devil's advocate, <laughs> if you haven't yes. seen this movie, that's over 22 years old. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, speaking of like, as we're, I, as I don't think we've we've talked since it happened, but I finally watched all of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what did you think? <laughs> so probably because I watched it, I didn't have like the torturous experience that other people had who were watching it at the time that it was you know airing, which you had all this time to build up uh, mm-hmm. expectations between seasons and everything. And I just watched it straight through. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, and again, eight seasons of this thing and only one thing was spoiled from the first season. Otherwise I had heard about none of it. I'd managed to somehow, which either makes me a genius or just oblivious. One of the yeah. two. Um, either way, it made for uh, a spoiler free experience for me. Okay. And, um, so I was not, <sighs> I just, so here's like really one question I just want to ask. Mm-hmm. Could you tell when the book stopped and they were winging it? Well, I mean, because suddenly it felt like the quality of it dropped off in those last two seasons. Okay. So you knew. Yeah. I, I felt it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> At this point, I just wanted to get to the end of it. Well, and that's, that's, I think, a sign. That was the other sign is that I did not feel like it was dragging until the last two seasons. Okay. Um, and I, uh, I, I was actually like really enjoying the characters and the, a, a lot of that by the time I got to the seventh season, mm-hmm. a lot of that had gone out of it for me. And like what they do with, um, uh, what's the Targaryen lady's name? The dragon, oh, dragon um, lady, Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah. Um, like what her character becomes is just, I, I don't know. Cause so it's funny. So there is like a Vanity Fair writer on Twitter who, when we went through this last two seasons, mm-hmm. who I would like, anytime I would like freak out, like go like, especially in that moment, mm-hmm. I was like, you can't just do that. You have yeah. to like build it. Right. And she would argue that like, she's literally like the, like an expert. She like, they were doing this in the books mm-hmm. and they were also doing it in parts of the show. But if you don't like watch like literally all seven seasons before the eighth season, mm-hmm. like, like you're not like who, who has time for that shit? <laughs> yeah. like, and that's the thing is like, cause, cause the last season was literally like 
two episodes of build up and then battle after battle after yeah. battle. Right. Which is like we're giving the people what they want. I'm like, I want like just a good fucking ending. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. And you're um like like it's but the she kinda like calmed me down, like they were like they've been building to this so I didn't have to get on my high horse on Twitter and just join the throng <laughs> of white males who were like bitching about this show. And well, and that's, I don't think that I was as, I don't know. I, when she basically loses, how long has it been since this show ended? Are we able to talk about it's it? Like now? It's, it's been, probably it's been less fine. a year. Well, it's probably fine. Right. Well, I think, I mean, obviously people who, Watch, you know, watch the good place. Mm-hmm. Are very, you know, TV savvy people, sure, and probably, you know, have already started. Yeah, you know, but I'm a co-host of this, and mm-hmm. I did not, I did not watch it until just, you know, two I weeks ago. I didn't watch it until I started dating Kristen. So. Um. But yeah, anyway, yeah. you know, so I am just, it's just, I, her character turn, like the way that, 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 that battle goes down. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't done with, it wasn't done well. I, I don't, I think it could have been done better. Um, yeah. I think the person who winds up becoming king. Uh, I'm like, really? That's <laughs> that's that's that's, that's the, the way best that you went. came up with, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I like Tyrion's speech, um, mm-hmm. but you know, all I could think of in that last episode when he's given that speech is Douglas Adams did it. <laughs> yeah, when he talks about like the. Um, in the books, when he talks about the like the leader, uh, like the president of the galaxy, right? You know, and you, you, so if if you're not familiar, it's the the idea being that the actual ruler of the galaxy is not the president. The president's just there for show, mm-hmm. right? It's basically. I mean, you could basically say, um, I mean, Zephod Beeblebrox is a is is like is a total Trumpian character. Oh, um, yeah, you know, but. You know, so that like the like it's it's easier to direct attention away from power if you have a buffoon uh, leading <laughs> leading things. You know, so as you say this, mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that casting Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. um, in that in the movie version, mm-hmm. and then casting him as George W. Bush and Vice was no accident. No, I don't think so because <laughs> we all know, like, and the movie Vice implies this too that. Mm-hmm. Bush was, yeah, <laughs> kind of a buffoon. But, well, <laughs> well, even the, that that Cheney was the puppet master. Yeah, he was the well, yeah. not so much as that he wouldn't he wouldn't be vice unless he could take some of the take some of the president, you know, take some yeah. of the authority away. Right. So. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, the the idea is expressed almost word for word of those who most want to rule shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm like that's what he's saying in the end of the show. <laughs> I ah uh, okay. So anyway, I mean, I I I just I felt kind of meh about it especially in relation to how good I thought those first like 5 6 years were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah, I think because while they're, 
I didn't feel like I needed to take to the social media and complain about it. Well, but, you're you know, you're too late. Yeah, <laughs> all that life, which is <laughs> the, this. The time is right for me <laughs> to get out there and say, you know, well, what my feelings are about this. Bath no, and Weiss, like, are doing supposedly are doing like a Star Wars trilogy of their own. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so, hmm. which. I'm okay. I I think is it who I think it's um Weiss has written he's written a few books before he became Game of Thrones. Maybe yeah, so he wrote The 25th Hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think he even co-wrote the screenplay of the Spike Lee adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um he's written a few other books, so he's not like like he's perfectly skilled writer mm-hmm. um i i'm pretty sure i'm mixing the guys up i, I maybe benhoff who was the, the the writer the writer either way like one of them is like a published author who has written critically came acclaimed books and screenplays mm-hmm. and gemini man or co-wrote gemini man which yeah. is not a good movie no um, <laughs> um that may not be entirely his fault <laughs> um because I think there was like 30 screenwriters on that shit. Oh, jeez. God. Um, and that's the best they could come up with. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's got Big Willie style on it, so. Mm. Twice the Big Willie style. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard it was terrible. So and I, I had no interest in seeing it. It's all right. The action sequences are really good. And the story is just kind of, eh, Well, I mean, that can't, it's, it was an Ang Lee. Yeah. So I mean that can be said. Uh, he's made not that he hasn't made some great films, but that can be said about a lot of his things. You know that the action sequences are great to watch, and then the rest mm-hmm. of it's just like an afterthought. Well, he definitely was hired because of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. like because of his skills and that, and like he's written, like he's directed so many great movies in his time. Right, I'm saying they have nothing to do with action whatsoever. I just. But when he misses, he really misses. Oh God, he, yeah, he's he made a visually stunning film, a Gemini Man, but it's literally like the script's such a turd. Mm. Like it could have been really cool. Anyway, I mean, so, speaking of, <laughs> well, how did? Oh man, let's you know. How we get, how we get I think here? that that actually should be a segment. Is how did we get here? <laughs> Because How did we get <laughs> it was from the smell of warm pretzels, and we ended up talking about Gemini Man. <laughs> yeah, I think we hit like Devil's Advocate somewhere. In the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we maybe should rename the show Tangent Hour. Um, <laughs> well, Tangent Hour would imply that we our episodes are an hour long, which we occasionally do. <laughs> tangent Hour ish. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get back to it. Portal is holding the Super Bowl MVP trophy. As Dan Patrick says, this has to feel good, Blake. And he says, it's My question is, how did he get that out of a smell? Jason, man, those are also weed. Mm. <laughs> also me, weed. Also that makes sense. curtain closing between first class and economy. Oh, this truly is the good place. I don't think we're in the <laughs> main good place area. This seems like this is some kind of a... Mail Depot. So we're talking about mailmen now from heaven. <laughs> Literally had that calendar and I did not get past March. What? Don't. Okay. <laughs> there are two key things that we have to do. Make sure that no one can follow us. Janet? On it. What did the... 
what's the second thing we have to do? <laughs> Keep a low profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay, if there's anyone in the building, here's our cover story. I'm an accountant. Uh, you so, are a neutral gender. A couple things maybe to mention at this yes. point. Um, one is... Really? really? Um, if this is the good place, why do you need mail? It's just going to be junk mail anyway. Is it, though? Maybe in the good place there is no junk mail. Oh. But also, like that was just my humorous aside. Yes, yes, yes. I just also find it funny that... like. Like we start in another, this episode starts out in a place of like um, civil service, civil yeah. service, and formalities mm-hmm. and um, forms and yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's a natural like, progression from the accountant's office to mm-hmm. the mailroom, right? <laughs> right. That yeah, we've gone from like, um, like everything is very Python esque. Mm-hmm. Like going from like accountancies and mail like offices and mm-hmm. everything like yes there this is a civil service thing too like you can tie that in but like yeah it's like very gilliam gilliam esque or yes Python-esque. yeah yeah i mentioned gilliam on the day that he published that dumb interview what oh so he apparently on today in today's internet outrage Mm-hmm. Uh, this being Saturday, uh, the fourth. Um, <laughs> Way to put a timestamp on it. Well, I mean, our, we've really ruined some of the mystique of podcasting. <laughs> Let's just break down all the walls, man. It's uh, yeah. So it's it's. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? It would be great is if it was nine o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> but it is not. It is uh, not. It's three twenty-four on a Saturday, okay. January fourth. Well, it's times what you make it, man. Sure. Um, yes. So apparently, the Independent published an interview, and they were going with Terry Gilliam or Gilliam or I don't know how the the American Python, mm-hmm. um, and they were supposed to talk about his Don Quixote movie, right? Which was like months ago, but whatever. <laughs> and he said, "Like I'm sick of talking about that movie because it's been like literally what like a quarter of his life trying to make it." Yeah. That, that it has been an insane amount of time mm-hmm. getting that to completion. Mm-hmm. Yes. So instead, he decided that he was going to talk with this female interviewer about, and I haven't read the interview, but about apologizing for being a white man all the time in this day and age. So he... Why is that necessary? Yeah, I, I didn't read all the interview. I got just kind of went, so I, I scrolled mean, about a fourth through and I was like, okay, we're good here. <laughs> so basically he's going to, uh, wow, that's, that's was just unfortunate. Com- it was just a confrontational interview that I think maybe, like, I don't know. I, there's no really good way to spin it. Like he just, like whether he thought he was trying to be funny or make a point. Yeah, I, you know, if if there's um, anything that will prove that you no longer have any relevance anymore, that's the quickest way to do it. Yeah, which is what going back to the the point. I was mm-hmm. like, this is very like back in our when we first started seeing like, where does this like stem from? It stems from like sixties comedies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Python esque like type stuff where mm-hmm. like it's. 
a lot of authority, a lot of forms, a lot of red tape, red tape. And, and, it, and it develops as like, as this episode goes on mm-hmm. that like this is um I I said to Kristen as we were watching it like on this is where things kind of take a turn in the show where it yeah. starts becoming this is the this is the episode where it starts becoming relevant with what's going on today. Well, what I so I. You know, let's get a little bit deeper into this because I, I actually have some problems with how they depict the good place, mm-hmm. uh, or I find it highly problematic. Let's say, oh, yeah. um, and and so and I, and I think that that's actually that that's actually the intention. But I, mm-hmm. but I, there's a particular point I want to get to yeah. to to talk about that. I'm but, doing some foreshadowing. Yes. Quite. I don't need a cover story at all. These are the good guys. Let's just come clean and request asylum. Yeah, man, we're refugees. What kind of messed up place would turn away refugees? Oh, boy. Yeah. The main <laughs> thing I've learned about the good yeah. place is that they never break the rules. No way to guarantee they wouldn't send you right down to the bad yeah, And that's kind of where I said. Uh, oh, you don't have to pause it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, but, hi there. That, I, but that's that's like absolutely true. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's we were, it was uh, like that's we're just gonna like mailbox, hit the uh, the current events right on the head. Yeah. There was nothing subtle about that joke. No, not at all. No. What kind of messed up place would do that? Maybe Drac blew up the mailbox with his bazooka. Well, geez, Louise, I'm sure glad you're okay. My name's Gwendolyn. Welcome to the good place. I'm Michael, and uh, this is my neutral Janet. Hello. Also, not hello. It's nothing to meet you. End of statement. And these four here are humans, if you can believe it. If I could believe it. Watch this. I believe it! (laughs) Why are they here? Because they won a contest. Congratulations, guys! Come on in! This is the Correspondence Center. Make yourselves at home. There's a sofa. That's a bowl of fruit. That's the door to the good place. Ooh! There's a fun paperweight shaped like a little hat. I'm sorry. Uh, this right here is, is the door to, um, the good place. Well, it's a door to the good place, but it won't open for you guys, though. The only door for humans is the official entrance, which is 500 trillion miles north-south north of here. So you're kind of just stuck inside. Wow. It's really weird that you guys won a contest to be in this building. Um, you know, take that up with the folks at Weird Contest Magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thanks. Did I win a contest? Do you subscribe to, to a contest, contest magazine? <laughs> I, I I like how lame all of Michael's explanations for things are. Eleanor. <laughs> what? This is how I always got out of escape rooms. If you break enough stuff, they open the door and kick you out. <laughs> is everything okay in there? Yep. Okay. No follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> Before you start grabbing any other throwing lamps, do you have anything you need to talk about? more, man. All the running and hiding and fighting and this whole insane journey. And now all that stands between us and the actual good place is one door. What is that, two inches thick? That's like four Oreos. Four Oreos from heaven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's the title of something or should be the four, four, Oreo. Oreo, four Oreos from heaven. So we were, this was like a, 
focus of discussion. Like, are the Oreos like lengthwise or are they stacked on top of each other? I think they're other? stacked on top of each other. Okay. And they can't be double stuff. If they're double stuff, that puts it above four inches, I think. Okay. Because it's, we didn't think like four, four, like four Oreos would be two inches. But now, as I think about it more, it would be. Yeah. 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 It would be. So I think so. I, I would, I rely, you know, I, I, well, I, I believe in the, um, in the uh, whatever I uh, I trust Eleanor's yeah. unit of measurement. You seem that she seems like someone who's had who some would Oreos. know how many, yeah, how how yeah. how uh, thick four Oreos are. <laughs> when was the last time you had an Oreo? It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you know they're vegan? Are they? Yeah. Wow. Which, so I should go out and get some Oreos right now. What are we even doing here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good <laughs> That's been What the Fork. That's been what We're going to go get Oreos. We're going to go to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> get, some, get, get some Oreos up in this bitch. But doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't that say a lot? <laughs> the fact that Oreos are vegan. <laughs> I didn't say a lot about what they used to make Oreos. <laughs> Well, what do you expect? I mean, they're cream filled, but it's there's no yeah. But in order to be shelf stable, they can't be dairy, right? But like, what does that say about Oreos? Think about it. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've now ruined Oreos. Trip to Costco canceled. We're back on. We're back on. <laughs> yeah. All right. I yeah. See, that's the thing. That's probably the reason I don't get Oreos anymore. Is that I. I read ingredients on packages. Let's take a deep breath. Mm. Mm. Okay. The smell of the barf from the wave pool is really helping. (laughs) How? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I need to speak with the committee regarding an urgent matter. The thing I kind of like about Chidi in this episode too, yes, is that, like it's now been established that they love each other, mm-hmm. and he's you know, like, and he gets these moments of like, what? The, yeah. Yes. What do I see in her? Yeah. And you get to see like, as the episode progresses, you get to see like, oh, there's, she's cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just as a hypothetical, mm-hmm. is there any way that you would know if I did use the phone? Any kind of alarm? So it's entirely untraceable. Sure is. What a fun thought experiment. You said it. Oh, sorry. Is that a dog barking in another room? I doubt it because I don't have a dog. But out of politeness and an abundance of caution, I'll go check. (laughs) Hello, doggy. My name is Michael. I'm an accountant. I need to speak with the committee immediately on the top floor of the correspondence center. Thank you. The Correspondence Center. Jason, you seem thoughtful, and that concerns me. (laughs) (laughs) When we were in Janet's void and we all looked like Janet. I do? (laughs) Yes. You know how I saw that thing about how Janet loves me? I don't know how I feel about her. And also, I feel bad that I sort of, like, read her diary, and she doesn't know. What should I do? Well, perhaps you should tell Janet what you saw and start a dialogue about your feelings. Who knows if a relationship will take hold, but 
You must begin from a place of honesty. So is this the wrap-up loose plot point episode? Yeah, but you're saying kind of quickly realize where Tahani has been this season. Or at least in the last few episodes, she's just been like confidant. Yes. She hasn't like... She's not really contributing much. She hasn't had much of an arc of her own. Yeah. Right. Which is now I'm starting to see your point. That's so embarrassing. I mean, it kind of freaked me out at first, but hey... Let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about this. You guys were in my void, and it was exhausting, and I almost blew up, and I have to be neutral, and neutral Janets don't have feelings. How's it going in here? It is going neutrally. End of conversation. (laughs) End of conversation. You've got one shot, buddy. Be clear, be confident, and don't let them intimidate you. Oh, wow. Wow, this place is very cool. Ever been here before? No, I have never no, been here before. No, no, no. I love it. It's really great. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael. Thank you for coming. No, thank you for asking us to come. It is one of the great honors of my eternal life to be invited here by you today for this momentous occasion. Now, who are you and why are we here? <laughs> well, in a nutshell. I believe that the bad place has somehow infiltrated the accounting department and is tampering with the point system. My goodness, that would be a disaster. Everyone focus up. Meg, you take notes. Daisuke, open a secure channel to headquarters. Kellen, head to the farmer's market and grab us fresh peaches. I think pluots are in season. Well then get pluots, Kellen. Get as many pluots as can fit in your tote bag. We're gonna be here a while. So what's a plot? Plot. So it's, um, I believe it's a combination of a plum and an apricot. Oh, is it like a hybrid fruit or is it like real? I don't know. What is real anymore, man? I know. I ever burst your bubble on Oreos. You did. I don't think I've ever had a plot, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's a hybrid fruit? It's the Al Pacino fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Plot! Dumbest thing you've ever said. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it yeah. was. I do recall. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do recall now, and the many times I've seen scent of a woman mm-hmm. that he said, "Charlie here <laughs> wants some pumats." Pumats, yeah, pumat, yeah. He's not a snitch. <laughs> and he likes plumets. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so anyway, that aside, <laughs> this is this is my problem though with the with the with the good place. Please say it's not Paul Shear. It's not. It, no, it's, it's actually it's, pitch perfect casting. Um. I, I, yes. I, I I like Paul Shear. Just period. Um. Yeah. I think he's very funny. Anyway. Um. It's uh. It's actually how ineffectual the place is. Well, yeah. And it reminds me of... Um, Government? Yes, yes. <laughs> there's that. But it reminds me of Spaceballs. And <laughs> Dark Helmet's speech about how evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and he's not wrong. I, this is why, you know, because it's what my problem with the depiction of the good place is and 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 it's not that i have a problem with it because i think it's an uh it's an inaccurate depiction it's 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 almost as uh because it's a little too on the nose yeah it's because it's you know you have uh you have the um post office lady who is uh uh, uh too trusting mm-hmm. uh you have these the committee people who are, uh, you know, they're really good at, you know, at, uh, at, uh, signing people roles, um, and, and, uh, and then having a bunch of discussions without actually getting anything done. Yeah. That sounds literally like Congress. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. That's, I mean, that's how I, again, going to back the original point, my point that this is the one time that, one episode where this felt eerily relevant mm-hmm. is like we have this problem like like if we're using the refugee problem as the example right yeah yeah like what kind of messed up place would turn away refugees <laughs> yeah. let's sit here and talk about it and do absolutely nothing about it mm-hmm. while people continue to like become tortured right yeah like oh god like and we're talking about the show here right yeah yeah <laughs> like and we'll just kick the can down mm-hmm. like 1400 years. Of course I'm like spoiling it. Like, but that's like literally like what's happening here. Yes. So it is. That's it, 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 yeah. There, you know, as, as we'll get to the point where they talk about how it's going to take 400 years to come to a conclusion and then a thousand years to, <laughs> to fat, you know, to make sure it's unbiased. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. W- meanwhile, everyone is like going through this thing. Like this is like becoming eerily, like it, it's like for three and two and a half seasons, this was up on show. <laughs> yeah, and then now, now uh, Michael Shore is like, let's get real. Yeah, real funny. <laughs> Found this kind of glowing bowl with liquid in it. Maybe it was a toilet. I'm gonna throw this out. What are you doing? I'm trying to jimmy the lock, but everything I stick in here just turns to glitter. <gasps> All right, forget about the door. Look at me. Right now, we're together in heaven, basically, and we're in love. Compared to some of the other stuff that's happened to us, it could be worse. I guess try and enjoy this is a better plan than have the anxiety sweats. (laughs) Oh, check it out. Straight through my sweatshirt. Cool. Hey, I have an idea to take your mind off the door. Let's go on a date. What? No, I'm serious. Why not have our first date four Oreos away from paradise? You still want to go out with me after I just showed you my anxiety sweats? Man, you must really be into me. <laughs> I feel like, no and I feel like right in that moment, place for five hundred uh, years, Kristen is cheating. And I'm Eleanor. Years ago, when they invented stabbing, and they're all just like stabbing each other again. Like I'm four Oreos from The anxiety sweats, yeah. and I'm having anxiety sweats. She's like, just he's have fun, you idiot. <laughs> the only explanation is that the bad place has somehow rigged the system. I wouldn't put it past them. Every single bad place. I'm is a disgusting monster. Well, some of them are probably cool, handsome, men about town types. 
<laughs> Committee, Michael, the accountant, has brought us evidence of a problem, and now it is up to us to find a solution. While you wait, Kellen will stand by you, showering you with compliments. <laughs> Great job, Michael. You are such a good speaker. This suit is very flattering. You have a lot of gravitas. I thought I was going to be annoyed by this, but it, it's wonderful. Your jawline <laughs> is extraordinary. You're a nice height. Your energy is electric. <laughs> I gotta say, it's been really nice having a little company. It's nice to be here. And it's not nice to not be there. <laughs> so, how did you meet? Was it through the contest? Honey and I met in brain school, and then we got married because nothing mattered. You're both so attractive. Are all humans as attractive as you two? <laughs> No. <laughs> Fantastic. Say, Jason, can you help me get more wicker baskets from the other room? Sure thing. I'm so sorry, darling. This is all my fault. I encouraged Jason to complain about what we saw. You saw that too? No. <laughs> Jason knows that I love him. It stinks to hear about how the two of you are married. This beige outfit really washes out my knot skin, and if I don't remain neutral in front of Gwendolyn, she's gonna know we've been lying. All of these new emotions I'm feeling are about to burst out of me, which might be super embarrassing. What if they come out my butt? <laughs> I love that with all oh, Janet knows that she still is concerned the feelings might come out her butt. Yeah. something really important. Gwendolyn, here's some champagne for you for thanking me, for thanking you, for thanking me, for thanking you, for thanking me for the champagne you sent me. Pop that bench. <laughs> this is my kind of scrappy fun, sneaking around with a boy, trying not to get caught. I don't know. It's like when my parents would go to a symposium and I would sneak into their office and read the unabridged dictionary. <laughs> I can't believe I'm attracted to you. You are, though. I'm not worried about that anymore. You blew it when you admitted it to me. <laughs> you still thinking about what's on the other side of that door? Not really, no. Confident Chidi is interesting. Yeah. Side. I have one more. Little surprise. For I, don't, I don't know this guy. Okay. You don't, you don't know this guy? <laughs> yeah. Who's this guy? Holy forking fork. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're crying. I assume it's because you're happy or horny. Is this a horny cry? No, it's miserable. It's all your fault. Is this a horny, horny outfit? I love the outfit. You look amazing. And this sucks. And I'm furious. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I blame you. <laughs> In light of this new information, the time has come to take decisive action. Wow. Can't tell you how happy I am to hear you say that. We are going to form an elite investigative team to get to the bottom of this. And we are fast-tracking the process. It'll take no more than 400 years. <laughs> Sorry? It's aggressive, but you heard right. We are only giving ourselves 400 years to select the members of this elite team. Wait, 400 years just to form? The team? I was thinking that we could do something now-ish. Like, right now. Michael, we have rules. Procedures. We're the good guys. <laughs> we can't just do stuff. <laughs> Upon formation, the team will yeah. then be in charge of organizing Point. the Blue Ribbon Commission to investigate themselves. To make sure there's no conflicts of interest. And that will take 1,000 years. <laughs> okay. Just so you know, the whole time you're doing this, the bad guys are continuing to torture everyone who ends up in the bad place, which is 
Everyone. And that deeply concerns us. Have you seen the memoranda we've sent each other about how concerned we are? <laughs> We're taking this very seriously. Here, here. Callan, did you file a here, here memorandum? No. Sincerest apologies. I rescind my here, here and resign, effective immediately. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah, yeah, so that's like one but, part of our little problem. Like, yeah, that's literally watching C-SPAN. Yeah. Um, or just, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we're the good guys, we can't just do stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, like, it goes back to Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, like, where he would just, like, would just poke fun, like, how there are so many decade people in government, but none of them mm -hmm. can get anything done because of the bureaucracy that, like... Well, this is this is why I think you know, it, not to get, it's not to make we're not a political show, but but however, I, this is why I think that that the higher up you go, the more ineffectual government is. Mm -hmm. This is this is why I'm very firmly committed to the idea that any change, any meaningful change that can happen, needs to happen on a local level because by the time you get to a national level, it's so distorted. And we'll get caught up in so much uh, just bullshit that um, you know it's it's it nothing nothing ever gets done. And you know the only thing that we can do is make things less bad. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it is literally like that's the case. Like you don't like no matter what happens with the dum dums in Washington. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I mean, with the exception of like. Iran retaliating like nothing's really gonna what they do there what which is nothing <laughs> right is going to affect how I live my daily life unless they raise taxes or something well yeah. it's 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 like it, any doesn't, it doesn't put a park behind my house right like, yeah it doesn't like change the color of the fire hydrants <laughs> it doesn't you know none of these things happen like but that's why we have to pay attention to local government and yes what they're doing so, right um there's this it also reminds me um have you ever seen the movie dave yes yeah um, yeah there's um, i once caught a fish this, this big. big yes yes I've seen i dave. love that movie <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much for several reasons. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great fun film, and I really like. Uh, I, I'm actually a big fan of Kevin Klein, but yeah. Um, well, there are two parts I like about. It. One is Charles Gruden doing the books and realizing yes. that if I ran, <laughs> if I ran my business like this, I'd be bankrupt in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm thinking that's what we need. We just need Adrian Bach to go in. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's. Um, but then. There's this part where Ben Kingsley, who plays the vice president, like mm -hmm. he's like the one he realizes, like we realize he's like one of the other good men in like government mm -hmm. because like I was a city councilman and I saw the changes that I did. Yeah. And made me want to try to do things more. And of course he's the one who gets like swept up in like all this big mess. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like to your point, like the bigger it gets, the more it is. I mean, we had values get compromised. I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that Obama was a perfect president, but we had eight years of somebody who actually tried to get stuff done, and then as soon as he's gone, the the next wave is just all rolling back everything that he accomplished. Yeah. So it's like anytime you make any any progressive change, mm -hmm. there's always somebody that's going to come in and, and just turn it right back. And to 
maybe hit the nail on the head here and then we can stop because it like, we'll get out of political corner we'll get out of political corners like like we really have a man in office right now who like has done some bad things and um we've like we waited like three years to like do something about it. and even now we're in the thick of an impeachment like like, you know, like everyone's like biding their time. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean yeah. it's 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 insane. The fact that it it um like we're literally waiting fourteen hundred years. It seems like we're waiting fourteen hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Like it, <laughs> it's it's insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane that that um it's it's basically it's 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 taken um just uh, such an overwhelming amount of disgust on the part of of the people that you know they have to rely on to vote for them yeah. uh in order for them to actually begin to do anything yeah it's like uh i like how like when they started the thing oh we're fast tracking this <laughs> you yeah. have like yes like great yeah <laughs> like yes like it's maybe that's why i i Maybe that's why I didn't think this episode was as fun or enjoyable because it was too, you know, it's it's like this is terrible. This is making me think about real life. Yeah. You know, this is making me think about all the stuff that's going on now and and uh it's not it's not escapist television anymore. Yeah. Well, also as I start thinking about your point more, we're now getting to the point where Tahani is like literally the like the best friend. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the rom-com character that she is being right now. She's an amalgam of rom-com characters. Right. But she's like the, like the best friend of Meg Ryan. And like, is it Joan Cusack, the best friend of Meg Ryan and sleepless in Seattle? I've never seen it. It sounds like a very she's. You could just say in general she's playing the Joan Cusack role. She's playing the Joan Cusack role yeah. right now. Yes, like, I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just yeah. hate. I don't like it. It's yeah. Um, well, and she fails at it, so yeah. it's a, it's a. You well, know. yeah, that's true too. <laughs> and Tahani never fails at anything. No, right? Yeah. Explaining that since Jason Except and I are dead, we are officially right. no longer <laughs> fake married. I know it's not your main concern, but whatever part of you was vexed by our silly arrangement, you can now both relax. I can tell by your silence and inability to make eye contact with me that I have knocked it out the park. It's a nice gesture. I feel both pitied and put on the spot, so that's fun. Oh, um, dead. Well, forget it. Never mind. Misfire. Watch this. There. Canceled. So you and I are married again? No, we're, we're not. Um. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Cry as long as you want. I'm going to. Because my tears taste like the nacho cheese from my favorite movie theater. <laughs> it's a really weird incentive to keep crying. Ugh, relationships are stupid. You're scared you're never going to have a real one. And then when you do, you're scared it's going to go away. But here's an idea. What if we don't worry about whatever comes next? Chidi saying, There's, "Don't uh, worry." Well, yeah, yeah. By right. Full story. There is. Look at what this relationship has done to them in nearly one episode. I know. <laughs> it is the only time when we have any, any power. power. 
I know that quote. An unverified Tyra Banks account posted that meme on Instagram. Oh, now I hate it. There is another quote first spoken by a very wise, very attractive, occasionally very sweaty philosopher. You gotta try. Now, she was talking about making the world a better place, but I think it applies to relationships, too. I've got an idea of something we could try. Great. What? Oh. Wait, I, I think yes. I know. Well, I don't want to assume. What if we both write down what we think you mean? What if we didn't? <laughs> Michael? And that's why they're curious couple on television. Right, yes. Committees, a bunch of ineffectual dorks in fleece vests. The Titanic is sinking, and they're writing a strongly worded letter to the iceberg. Yeah, more nail on the head. Tampering with the system. There's no other explanation. Can I ask you an unrelated question? Absolutely not. The fate of all humanity is at stake, and time is running out. Go ahead. I'm trying to help Jason and Janet navigate some very complex feelings, but everything I do makes it worse. You know them better than anyone else. How do I just make them happy? How do you make Jason happy? You give him a lollipop shaped like a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do something nice, That's great. it backfires. There are so many unintended consequences to well-intentioned actions. It feels like a game you can't win. That's it. There is another explanation. Unintended consequences. Oh, Tahani, you did it. Well, of course I did, darling. <laughs> did what? All along. I've only been looking at one duck, but there's millions of ducks in here. Donkey duck. <laughs> they did not. In 1594, Thomas Weingar of Hawkehurst, England, gave his grandmother roses for her birthday. He picked them himself, walked them over to her. She was happy. Boom, 145 points. <laughs> now, yeah, here we go. In 2009, Doug Ewing of Skaggsville, Maryland, also gave his grandmother a dozen roses. But he lost four points. Why? because he ordered roses using a cell phone that was made in a sweatshop. <laughs> the flowers were grown with toxic pesticides picked by exploited migrant workers, delivered from thousands of miles away, which created a massive carbon footprint, and his money went to a billionaire racist CEO who sends his female employees pictures of his genitals. Woo! <laughs> that is a... Very odd thing to cheer. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. The bad place isn't tampering with points. They don't have to. Because every day the world gets a little more complicated and being a good person gets a little harder. Gather the others. We have a lot to do. But we didn't really deal with my thing. <laughs> okay. I'll just figure it out. All right. So I really like that explanation for why. Because honestly... Now it's it's very true that you can be completely crippled by mm -hmm. how hard you try to do the right thing. It's like what we said back in season one, like you can't even get chicken nuggets anymore without like wondering like who's selling them and Right. Yeah. Well I mean as I I still like to seem to remember like that little self righteous rant I went like in like the episode three about <laughs> Chick fil A. <laughs> that, that's, so that's the thing is that I mean it's it's they 
I, you know, before I wasn't, uh, you know, not eating fast food anymore anyway, you know, for the most part. Um, And, you know, I I did used to enjoy Chick-fil-A sandwiches. They are very tasty. But you can't eat there because they, you know, you are su- then supporting uh, in an ethos that's anti uh, anti gay. But so not anymore because they, they, since they, when? Since like two months ago, <laughs> they changed it two months ago. Yeah, literally they changed it two months ago, and here's and supposedly the reason is, is did they say our chicken is for everyone and we mean everyone? It has something to do with like it was pretty much along the lines of. We want to expand into more urban areas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and we can't do it because everyone knows that we're a highly conservative company, so we're just uh, not going to do it. Like, like, it's like we're doing this for good business. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. They, not because they, it's the right they thing. They changed their stance to make more money. Yeah, they and, did it to make more money. They didn't do it because it was the right thing. Well, and so it's also, that doesn't make it, that doesn't mean that their boss doesn't still believe what they believe. Right. It's not like they, we it's not like they changed like all of a sudden they had like this moment. It's not the end of it's not the end of a n- early 90s movie where a heart-to-heart talk is had between Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. a stern character actor. Right. And they've realized, "Oh, you've changed my way of thinking on this." <laughs> <laughs> Um, what movie are you talking about? Um, literally any movie. Any Tom Hanks movie between 1991 and 1995. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I still, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Um, and it's just like, you know, you can't, I, I will, even if, Jimmy John himself apologized. I'm still not going to go eat at his place because, you know. He kills rhinos. Yeah, exactly. Supposedly. I, and well, there's yeah. f- photographic, photographic evidence. Th- yeah. Um, and, you know, th- just because, you know, you are publicly making some sort of amends doesn't mean that you didn't do this awful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's just, I, but so that's, that's the point though. We, our only power as everyday people is, um, (laughs) I guess like, but it's, it's, it's the choice of where we can spend our mm, money. Right. right? And to kind of like, to your point, I, I guess using another food analogy is like, like, do I just not like, no matter where I get pizza from, Mm -hmm. it's someone's, Someone was exploited for me to get the pizza. It's like... Unless it was like maybe Chris Bianco, which I can't afford. Right, sure. <laughs> um, so, but can you... It's it, 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 it makes it very difficult to be a, a person who tries to maintain a clear conscience uh, based on uh, what their consumer choices are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that Portlandia. Mm-hmm. Where you know they're sitting in the restaurant asking where they their chicken comes yeah. from, and like going and following it all the way back to the farm, mm-hmm. you know it, it's. But the point is, like, do you get like in order to be like a good person? But I guess the point is, is like I guess to my point was, do I just 
pick pizza from the less the least of, bad place, least, least bad place, or do I just give up and not have pizza? Well, I I I would argue you give up and not have pizza. <laughs> I mean, I, my gut would be yeah, yeah. My gut would be saying if, if this were a Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. You would hear a little Dan Castellaneta mm-hmm. voice in Homer going, Don't have pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, nor Jason have pizza. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it is. It, 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 it makes it. Um, but that is. It's the. Nobody thought about this like 50 years ago, though. Exactly. Well, like what? And, you know, and because we had. And I guarantee you that corporations were no better. Oh, no. Like DuPont had been slowly poisoning. I guess as I was going to get to like 50 years ago, Mm -hmm. we had nothing but trust in like corporations because they thought they were looking nothing for our best intentions. Well, we didn't have the access to information that we did. Right. Or that we do currently. So, and like you see, like there's that someone had seen that. I was talking to you had seen that movie Dark Wires mm-hmm. with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I heard that's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like really good. And I'm like, um, like you'll never want to like use a DuPont product ever again mm. because they were like slowly. And you've seen like I'm sure you've seen a civil action. Yeah, but, I mean, but you know that's the they're they're in everything. Yeah, it's you know it's a chemical company. It's mm-hmm. you know they make plastics and things. It's it's it's. That their stuff is is everywhere. How do you know mm-hmm. that you know this one company, you know, fifty companies removed from Dupont isn't mm-hmm. using some Dupont Dupont product? Right. And then before we get too off track, because I realize we're like starting to get into like we're we're getting into <laughs> tangent land again. Yeah. yeah, and especially like conspiracy theory land. Here well, now. okay. Yeah. So, but it's it's really like- <laughs> it's really really easy to to. The the point of it was there's there's mm-hmm. there's a couple of things. First of all, it's really easy to fall down that conspiracy theory rabbit hole of like yeah. the whole you know whole world is corrupt and and <laughs> and which it is and um, yeah. you know that that uh, it's you know that the I don't know anyway. Well, I guess- but then but you can also be crippled by it. So mm-hmm. at what point does does making these decisions? Um, and doing all of this research and you know doing your absolute best become a hindrance to a happy existence yeah exactly like nothing like when i go when we when i leave here today mm-hmm. i'm probably going to go to costco because mm-hmm. my baby needs diapers sure and probably a lot of those decisions i'm going to make ends up explaining someone somehow mm-hmm. though it's costco i mean it could cancel itself out right like at what point does it um I, I can't. Nothing. No decision I make. No product I buy. Mm-hmm. Nothing I'm going to do is going to be like cancel. It's no one's going to be. No one is safe. <laughs> I, right. Yes. Yeah. So literally, no one is safe whenever we do anything. So. Right. Well, I mean, and you have you know your your you have two kids. You have a family. You have you have a budget. You know you have all of these decisions that you have to make on a day to day basis. That you know. First of all, also, you know, first of all, this is like, like one hundredth of all uh, at this point, <laughs> is that you know, is that making these kind of decisions is a luxury problem. 
Yes. On Let's, a day-to-day basis, most people are saying, okay, I have five bucks in my... I'm not going to say most people, but a lot of people are like, I have five bucks in my bank account. What do I get? Yep. I'm glad you pointed that because I'm sounding, sounding very first world right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a huge luxury problem. Yeah. We, yeah. we and Literally, as I, on the way here, was listening to Charlize Theron talking about her life in South Africa. Uh, oh, my God. Like... <laughs> That like, like it traumatized her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very aware. Like I should have thought about that before we start going on this tangent. <laughs> but I, I do, you know, it 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 is true that being of a certain socioeconomic status mm-hmm. is. I mean, that's the the. the I I. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think I have, I came upon the solution. I think the point that this is trying to make is that no matter how hard you and I will try to be good in this world, we will always end up failing because of something that we do. This is what I'm saying. Yep. This is actually the whole <laughs> point of everything I'm saying. But you just boiled it down. Yeah. I you boiled that, it down into the, the, the more you know moment, you know? Yeah. And no, and the things that we... And maybe, and this is a, probably to the point of the show, Yeah, is that no matter where we go, mm-hmm. we can go to government. Mm-hmm. Government will be like... We'll fix this problem in fourteen hundred years, right? Yes, um, we can try to solve it on our own mm-hmm. and fail. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, and but no matter where we go, it's going to be up to us to do it. I think. I think also that the point the is maybe more. Yes, there's that, and and it's just. To do the best you can, mm-hmm. we have to try. Yeah, you have to try. It's Eleanor's point. You yep. got to try. Yep. Yes. All right, show's over, guys. Uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, we've gone to the... Mission accomplished. We boiled it down. Enjoy the rest of season four. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Janet, I owe you an apology. I'm very sorry I meddled. Truly, I was only trying to help because I want you two to be happy. And because, well, I love you. I really do. I Aww. love you both. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Did I say something wrong again? No, I'm just crying because you're such a nice and thoughtful friend. And the emotions aren't coming out of my butt. They're coming out of my eyes, which is somehow just as embarrassing. <laughs> Why are you crying? I don't know. I'm British. I, I, I know. <laughs> you're saying these nice things about me and it's making me cry. And also, it's less important, but the carpeting is really disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Neutral Janet crying in the good place? I've never been suspicious of anyone, but I think that's about to change. Oh, no reason to be suspicious. I, I promise you, we've done nothing untoward. What's up, fart faces? <laughs> Chidi and I just had sex in a closet. <laughs> Michael, have you all been lying to me this whole time? That upsets me. I'm going to try to shake my fist at you. No! <laughs> I have no choice. I have to turn you into the judge. Don't bother. I already did. Hey, Frogman. The judge agreed to your terms. She'll meet you at IHOP. So this is the good place, huh? Hmm. 
It smells like frogs. <laughs> cool. Let's go. Sorry, did he just say we're going to IHOP? Yes. Tight. No, not tight. The interdimensional <laughs> hole of pancakes is the most dangerous place in the universe. Then why are we going? To save humanity. Great. Any chance I could change real quick? Nope. <laughs> Bye, guys. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that extended wave is fantastic. Yeah, she is delightful, by the way. Nicole Byer. Yeah. yeah, I sadly I like I discovered her like after the show. I kind of mm. went down. She's like this really funny stand-up. Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure she was on uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that one. Uh, I, I've yet to listen to it. To Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've had this discussion where I don't even listen to my own podcast. Oh, that's know. true. That's that is. But did you see who's going to be on Marin's podcast on Monday? Because uh, I saw the Instagram video with yeah Brad Pitt and and uh, Leo. Yeah, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a good. Uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I practically squeed. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That's cool. Um, let me see. I'm just trying to confirm that I am, in fact, correct. Um, and I am. That was the 21st episode. Nicole Byer. All right. On Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Mm. Which, you know, we almost didn't have podcast recommendation corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Anyhow. Yeah, so I am actually, I'm really excited to talk about the next episode, because yeah. the next episode is fucking hilarious. Because, well, do we have to? I mean, we solved the whole point of the show. What? We, we, we solved everything on the show now. We solved um, the world's problems. Right. But in the we, last hour. But if the, if the podcast dies, our friendship dies. No, no that's not true. That's not true. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, what about... I won't let die. All, all of our many, many listeners out there, they'll be so disappointed. They... I don't see how we can progress after this. <laughs> well, they'll have to tune in and find out, uh, won't they? Well, maybe, and we'll see what happens. Like, if we may be here in two weeks. We may not be. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're coming back in two weeks. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't fret, chili babies. <laughs> <laughs> we're still gonna keep it sleazy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's good. This has been a Hoonwaddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hootandwaddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash hootandwaddle.